Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So welcome everybody to uh, this Inside LA Sunday sit on this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, hopefully thankfulness and gratitude won out over commercialism, at least for one more year, I don't know. Um, I'm very grateful to be here with all of you. Such a nice group today, really wonderful. So uh, the the topic today is um, how to be, how to become your own best friend, how to become your own best friend. Um, I think the Buddha said, the first thing the Buddha said, the most important thing, becoming your own best friend, is to close all your social media accounts. <laughs> the first thing that Buddha said. Um, something like that. Maybe a little different. I think he talked about comparing mind. Comparing mind is brutal. Yeah, how many people have had comparing mind in the last two minutes <laughs> of like meditation? Yeah, comparing mind. Um, very, very difficult. Very, very difficult to wiggle out of this comparing mind. It seems like it's getting worse, like with um, all the opportunities to compare, whether it be social media and, of course, entertainment industry. And I don't know how I happened upon it, but I happened upon an article with A-list actresses and their plastic surgery. And there was almost like not one A-list actress that hasn't had plastic surgery. It's just like almost every single, there wasn't like a movie that I could think of once I saw this. Like, that's like everyone, like every, every single one, like every single one has had some type of work if they're over like, 30 or something, you know, like, it's amazing, and even Megan Fox, do you know who Megan Fox is? Like, the first Transformers movie, she didn't have any plastic surgery, absolutely beautiful woman, and she had plastic surgery after that, like, it's just, it's um, quite amazing. And so, like, taking kind of pop culture as an, an example, like, what what within herself, not to call her out, because we're all, we all do this, Megan Fox, but what part of her said that she wasn't good enough? I mean, she was successful at that point already. Like, she already made it, everything. Yet this, this, this comparing mind, there must have been some kind of comparison. I'm not good enough. I'm going to keep going. I, and there was some part of this self it's within all of us. It's just not completely content. It's not fully accepting. It's not fully loving. Can we love all pieces of ourself? Yeah? There's a, there's a piece of that that wasn't quite, quite there. So this comparing mind. How can we move into um, a deep sense of self-acceptance? Self um, and this is... 
you know, out of all the relationships that we have in our life, this relationship with self is one we have to work out, right? Like some other relationships, we could maybe, yeah, maybe work out, maybe not. But this one, we definitely have to work out with ourselves. So what I mean by that is if there's someone that you can imagine avoiding, like because there might be a little bit of conflict, and you're like, well, I'm just going to avoid that person. <laughs> and, you know, you can get by with that outside of yourself. But when it comes to ourselves, we can't, we can't do that. Well, we can, and we do all the time. We say, okay, I'm not going to meet myself fully here. It's like not wanting to come home. If there's a home environment that's not healthy and you don't want to come home, right? So you stay out and you kind of entertain yourself away for as long as you can because you're not, that environment is really not nourishing and not healthy. So if we want to come home to ourselves, if we, if we talk about meditation or learning more about ourselves like how can we expect ourselves to to rest in meditation if we don't really want to come home yeah so this is the thing that we have to we have to work it out and so if there's somebody that you have conflict with it might be a good time a good idea to dialogue with them or you know, have some sense of repair and there might be people too where you know we meet somebody and it's just like we don't get along and someone might say oh you just have to get to know them better you know once you get to know them better and it might be like that with ourselves well I think it's really like that like there's maybe pieces of ourselves that we maybe not we're maybe not so proud about or happy with but if we get to know ourselves a little bit better a little bit deeper what's what's beyond that we might find that we're actually pretty cool <laughs> we're all right that maybe the things that we did we did because Well, we have a hard time um, holding the first noble truth that this life is that there not all life is suffering, but suffering exists. And sometimes I think we have to forgive ourselves of not being able to hold the suffering of life. Because how we react out of this inability to hold the suffering is sometimes something that we're not proud about. Yeah? Like sometimes in our, our inability to hold this, this suffering, we act out in ways that cause more suffering. <laughs> and in that, when we cause more suffering to ourselves or others and just that reaction, the good part is wisdom can grow. Wisdom can only grow out of that if we could meet ourselves with loving friendliness, with forgiveness, with kindness. 
but the opposite of that, you know, if we meet ourselves with um, shame and guilt, then it just perpetuates, it just keeps going, yeah? There's more and more self-hurt. So luckily, meditation affords us this opportunity to kind of unravel ourselves, yet with an explicit intention to meet this unraveling with a sense of non-judgmental, compassionate awareness. So when we sit to meditate, remember, when we really look in with ourselves, that it's this, the, the place of refuge and the safety aspect of meditation is that we're setting the intention to meet whatever we find with non-judgmental, compassionate awareness. This is the piece that's different than just driving along and something comes up and we meet it with harsh judgment. Yeah? That's, this is the difference. You know, and to know that our very, very hurt is self-compassion. You know, our avoidance of hurt, our coping mechanisms, they all arise from not wanting to suffer. Our aversion to suffering is compassion. The very aversion that we have to suffering, not wanting to suffer, the very definition of compassion. Definition of love, wanting others to be happy. Definition of compassion, not wanting self or others to, to suffer. So this very aversion to it, there's compassion arising. Now, if we're not careful, that could arise into a surface emotion of anger or something like this and not getting back into the very, very root of it, of compassion. So I thought we'd do a series of these little mini meditations of, of befriending ourselves to see what it's really like if we could really befriend ourselves. Uh, what are some qualities, and this could be like popcorn style, what, what is a quality of a good friend? They care. They care. Listen. They listen. They listen. Kindness. Kindness. They're there. They're there. Understand. They understand. Non-judgment. Non Honesty. Honesty. Straightforward. Straightforward. Humor. Humor. Trust. Trust. Accept. Accept. Kind. So as we hear these words float about, acceptance, trust, kind, being there, straightforward, how many of those land within ourselves? Like how many of those can we say that we give to ourselves? Do we trust? Do we accept? Are we kind? Are we humorous? Oh, I messed up. Ha ha. 
<laughs> or is it, you know, the inner self-critic a little more harsh than that, not so accepting? So maybe let's just take some of these words that we just, that we just, um, that just surfaced. Maybe let's take some of these and we're going to go into a little meditation. And I'll just kind of throw one out. And see how that lands within you in a non-judgmental way. And maybe just let it absorb into your being with the intention of how can I be more of this to myself? How can I be more of this? to myself. Trusting. How could I be more trusting to myself? Being there, being there. How could I be there for myself more? The felt sense, what's that mean to you?
being there. Accepting. Accepting. How could you be more accepting of yourself? Kind. How can you be more kind? So we're going to do another one here in a couple of minutes, but one, one thing I just want to uh, make note of is that when we practice this form of metta, this loving kindness on ourself, we have to, to remember that it takes work, just like all relationships take work, and that you might find there might be someone or some a being in your life, it could be an animal um, in your life, it could be a significant other or a family member, that for the most part it's, it's effortless, or even all beings when you think of others just in general, you know, you might think of, of someone like this where it's effortless, it's effortless to do these things, you would not want to harm them in any way whatsoever. take example of let's say my cat which I've used in my examples a lot <laughs> like I don't want her to have even one negative suffering thought if I could take away a suffering thought from my cat I would take I would I would take that on myself <laughs> give me your suffering thought dear one <laughs> you know if I could yet 
really the only way to suffer is to believe a suffering thought. And with ourselves, we not only believe them, yet encourage them and, and enhance them. I mean, if you're like me, I watch myself do it all the time. And so th this conviction of like, you know, I, I will definitely love myself. This takes an immense amount of self. Um, the intention of self-love has to be very, very strong. Like, I'm going to put in the work because this really, really matters. If I can't love myself and accept, my, accept myself, then how could I do that for others? Right? How could I be of service to others? And how can I meet myself? How can I want to come home? All those things. How can I find sustainable happiness? Right? So it's this intention that, and this is, I think, we're all, why we're all here, right? Why we're all here, like, in this room, doing nothing together, right? And, and being the silly ones that sit still and look inward when there's so many bright, shiny things in Southern California that we could be focused on right now, yeah? That's why we're all here. There's truth to that. There's some, there's a, a intrinsic, innate truth to that that resonates within us. That, yeah, once we unravel this piece, then that love is there waiting, you know, for us. Once we remove our delusions of, of self-hate or um, self-insignificance, yeah. And so our next one is going to be on forgiveness. This is, this is kind of a meta for forgiveness, right? A big part of this is forgiveness. You know, Jack Kornfield likes to say, it's one I, I really like, forgiveness is losing hope of having a better past. <laughs> Giving up hope, yeah, yeah. Right? Giving up hope of having a better past. This is forgiveness. Yeah. And so a, a lot of this is, is forgiveness. A lot of our meeting ourselves is forgiving self and others. Yeah. And again, forgiveness is not condoning our actions, actions of others. It's actually very... Um, forgiveness in many times takes the place of action. You know, it's not this dormant or, um, yeah, it can be very dynamic, yeah? But it is this acceptance of, accepting of how things are in this first noble truth that this is how life is. You are imperfect. And you're perfect in that imper imperfection. Like, I'm imperfect. In my ability to love, I mean, that's what I consider imperfectness. It's like, in my ability to love others and myself, I am imperfect. Yeah. For now. I mean, I believe in Buddha nature, where I can become, hopefully, um, move into a place of loving acceptance of myself and others. So we're going to do this, this forgiveness uh, meditation next. And... Remember, as we do all these practices, when it comes to, to metta, this, when we talk about like the difficult person, don't pick the most difficult person. Don't, don't pick the most troublesome thing that you need to forgive or person you need to forgive or situation. We're just 
I'm saying these, I'm going to put it in the newsletter and on Facebook and whatnot. So don't, um, we could just kind of do a run through. So you could pick a mild um, person or a situation or something within yourself that you want to kind of use for this practice. But just hear how these phrases land for you and, um, and get the, the energetic feel of forgiveness, right? The energy of forgiveness. In any way that I have harmed you, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness as much as possible in this moment. For asking forgiveness for others. In any way that I have harmed you, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness as much as possible in this moment. In any way that I have been harmed by you, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness as much as possible in this moment. in any way that I have harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness as much as possible in this moment. In any way that I have harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness as much as possible in this moment. In any way that I have been unable to hold the suffering of how things are within me and within the basic nature of life, may I forgive myself 
as much as possible in this moment. In any way that I have been unable to hold the suffering of how things are within me and within the basic nature of life, may I forgive myself as much as possible in this moment. the scene where you feel forgiveness in the body, the energy of forgiveness itself, maybe releasing any of the conceptual, making this a neck down exercise, feeling into it. So next we're going to come into a little, um, an opportunity to share a little bit. So we're going to break off into groups of, let's say no more than three. So two or three. And just share what, what came up for you. Um, and you could be as specific as usual, be as specific or as general as, as you want about the first, um, set of meditations of just um, that, that last one with forgiveness and also when we did the meditations on those words and how they land uh, within you, uh, the trust and acceptance and kindness, kind of what came up for you. Um, and also let's practice mindful, compassionate listening uh, and open acceptance. Yeah, anyone want to share with the larger group? Came up for them. Uh, there, there. 
Yeah. Well, it really struck me earlier in your talk when you gave the analogy of when you meet someone who you have an aversion to and maybe someone who knows them better says, well, you just have to get to know them better. And I think typically what that entails is you learn something about their past or their current conditions that give you a different viewpoint of why they behave the way that they do. And then you do give them forgiveness, compassion, or grow to like them. So I think to do that for ourselves in, in the Buddhist tradition, it's why we're encouraged to, and Thich Nhat Hanh talks about this a lot, look at our ancestry and you know our incarnations that maybe have brought us to the place where we're currently at and that there's interdependence in our world. You know, we're products of our environment and our experiences. And so if we look at ourselves, you know, and we do all have sort of negative qualities, if you want to call it that, that we should be able to look at and hold space for, but not bear like the entire burden of them because we didn't construct them out of nothing. And maybe that's where we can move towards forgiveness is looking back at our life, at our samskaras and our vasanas, or I think that's Vedic terminology, but um, the habits that we have that we're not so proud of, like they're not entirely our fault, I guess. So we need to look at our communities, our environment, and, and our ancestors and their suffering and, and things like that. So I think that's a really important tool to reflect on for us to move towards what we're talking about. Wonderful, thank you. Oh, um, the first exercise is hard for me because it, it, it really puts me in like a paradox. So you say, how can I be more kind to myself? How can I be a better friend to myself? And it, immediately I want to take out a piece of paper and like work on my to-do list of like, how am I going to be more kind to myself? And it's like the comparing, it's the comparing mind of me to my future self. Not me to others, but me to the future self who's going to be more kind and to myself. And, and things like that. And so I feel, it feels like an immediate trap for me. Um, and the only thing I can do is sort of come back to the present moment where I'm good enough. Um, but it's a really hard, I get really stuck in that particular mm -hmm. practice. Yeah, w one exercise um, that might help with that is um, success through failure. Um, like sometimes when we, when we hold that expectation of ourselves, it comes from a sense of perfectionism and other areas of our life too. Like, and that sometimes the best thing that we can do is, is fail and, and be accepting of that failure. Mm -hmm. um, uh, kind of, it's outside the box, but like do something you're really not good at, you know you're gonna fail. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? And just like fell and be like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I was going to fail at that, you know, because, uh, and, and we're going to fail at being kind to ourselves, you know, but that doesn't mean we can't, we shouldn't try, you know? Um, and it reminds me of like shame, like in, in Buddhism, there's like two dual meanings. Like sometimes shame is good, like, because we wanted to say, Hey, I shouldn't have done that, you know, so we can make ourselves better. But then shame is bad because it could be like taken the wrong way. So we have to have this healthy balance. Try. I'll Any work ball? on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better work on it perfectly. <laughs> We're going really hard. Work really hard. <laughs> 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 yeah. When I think of forgiveness, I think of basically letting go of anger and uh, whatever stories you 
driving around in your head, whatever thoughts are supporting the anger, whatever you know, events have led to the feelings. And um, it just seems like this process is we're always letting go of things. And that brings us back to the moment. Uh, so it's a great way to, to forgive and, mm -hmm. you know, for, by forgetting. Thank you. Uh, the forgiveness meditation was really significant for me. Like this weekend, I just made the choice not to continue in a relationship anymore. And, uh, you know, from previously from a place of kind of victimness. And then in the meditation was just to kind of forgive myself for all the ways that I sort of decided I had been harmed in that relationship or how I harmed myself by participating in something that wasn't working for me. And just to really, really go deeply into that self-compassion and self-forgiveness. It was really, I feel like the whole energy of it has shifted. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. And <laughs> 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 just more like, you know what, I just love us both. And mm. it's really fine for this just not to be working as being close mm. enough like this. To just, like, let all that expectation and drama go and like allow the space for us both to do what's really in our highest good. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Um, for uh, me, like, the same issue came up in the class that we just finished. Um, and like, I have not been struggling with this lately. Um, and um, somebody asked me like, uh, in that class, like what I did to do that. And I, she's not here, I don't think, but I first thing I wanted to tell her was to get out of teaching, maybe, and that, that would help. But, um, <laughs> He's a teacher, she's a teacher. <laughs> I was, I was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, for me, there's, like, so much to focus on externally that I, I think it's just merely, it's just, like, I haven't had time to beat, it, to beat myself up when I can... Mm. mentally beat up other people in <laughs> the world and so we were talking about it's still part of being like acceptance and reactivity and like if i'm if i think i'm okay and i'm not working on it then eventually there'll be not much externally going on and i'll just be focusing back on myself so it kind of made me think like okay maybe if i'm not really feeling like i'm that bad or i'm like i haven't forgiven myself i some still something i have to consciously acknowledge and work on otherwise you know i'll come a day where i'm just going to start like mm -hmm. beating myself up again so you were talking like i remember last time just like going too far with yeah. being too lax on yourself like going right. the opposite I, I th of I what think, kate was saying I, I like just, when, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being so like i'm fine yeah, i'm good yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, used to be I do no wrong well, yeah. i was saying like i used to be the opposite where i was like you know i'd be like you know in my early 30s like 20s and like remember something that happened when I was 12 that I did wrong and I just like it's like as if I was there yeah beating my you know it's like as it just happened right like, I don't really do that anymore but it's like you know like you said it's like flip to the opposite I'm just kind of like eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say the same thing that I did when you said yeah. last time which is what call you out when I say last time what did you say um when you move into nihilism oh what brings us back? Loving kindness. Yeah, loving kindness and compassion. Right. 
So we know if we're saying things like, oh, I don't care, like, I don't, uh, whatever, or... Yeah, it's almost also part of realizing when you say comparing mine, it's almost like, well, compared to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm great. Yeah, because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, a, a near enemy of some of the Bambaharas is, is indifference, yeah, equanimity, indifference, of like, ah, oh, whatever. So this is... If, the near enemy, still enemy, like, we have to be really, really careful because it could, it could look like that, so, um, but you're so aware of it, that awareness itself usually takes care of that. So thank you all very, very much. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.